Hi, this is ESPN's Dave Lamont, and you're listening to the Sports Objective Podcast, the unofficial podcast of the Pirates. Welcome into the Sports Objective Podcast. We are live here tonight with Jamie Arrington. Jamie, uh, what's the name of your podcast for USM? To the Top Talk. To the Top Talk. There we go. <laughs> Jamie Arrington uh, does a great job with To the Top Talk, talking Southern Miss athletics. And uh, we wanted to have Jamie on tonight. Uh, some news coming out of Southern Miss about uh, three players decided to opt out on the 2020 football season. I know at least one has entered the transfer portal. So uh, talk about what's going on down at USM, Jamie. You know, it's 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 a lot to have to sort out right now because, well, first off, you know, as you guys know, there was no spring. So you couldn't watch these guys. You didn't really know what was going to happen there. And now that you get into camp, there's nobody reporting from from camp. It's just it's just really hard to get a grasp on what's really going on. So and actually we have um, I think it's up to four players. There was one that was a few weeks back, the the running back, Travinsky Mosley, who had got injured. I know he's entered the portal. Not really sure with what his story is, but, um, you know, he's not coming back. And then you have uh, Jacquez Turner this morning who was kind of a big surprise to everybody. I mean, you're starting defensive end. I know he had bulked up quite a bit. I don't know what the story is with him, um, but he is definitely entering the transfer portal as a graduate transfer. Uh, then we have Rakeem Booth, the, the starting line, one of the starting linebackers. He is uh, he suffered an ACL injury uh, last year at the end of the season, and he's not quite 100%. So there was talk that he may not even play this year anyways. Um, what prompted him to, and, and I totally get players sitting out due to COVID makes total sense. I'm not questioning that, but, uh, where I have my concerns is they're transferring and read the portal, uh, in doing so. So he is, you know, I think he's still recovering from his injury. Don't know the whole story there, but he is entering the portal as a graduate transfer. And then you have Jaylon Adams, who was one of the faster players on the team, a kick returner, punt returner, wide receiver one of the fastest players in college football. One of the fastest players in college football. I don't know the story with him. He got injured last season and kind of vanished. I don't I, – there was never any – I thought he may be leaving last season, but he didn't. You know, he he came back, and I fully expected him to be this year. Now, again, this may be a COVID thing. If he's, if he's worried about playing with COVID, totally get it. I don't know if he's transferring out. The only thing that we saw was that Jay Hobson said to one of the local reporters that he was opting out of the 2020 season. So I don't know the story there with him, but it's been kind of, uh, you know, I think there was a lot of questions with him in the middle of last season, whether or not he'd come back in the first place. Now, what's the situation with USM? Are you guys doing on-campus classes or is everything virtual? It's a mix. It, it is a mix right now. There's going to be some, you know, some virtual classes as well as on, on, uh, on-campus classes. And I think that a lot of the uh, students started moving in this past weekend, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, so you got dormitories. And you got on campus classes. So, uh, yeah, that goes back to me. And your players certainly have the right to opt out. But it, this is just on a personal level. Doesn't make any sense to me. If you're not going to, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to go home and do all virtual learning, then I get you opted out to play. But if you're going to stay in a dorm and do on campus learning, then I really don't understand the danger in playing football versus anything else. It's just, you know, and I think that the, the transfer really muddies up the water. I think that's, yeah. you know, if they were sitting out and coming back next season, I, I don't think a word would be said. But but the fact that you have two of them transferring, 
Um, is there an in- internal issue? Is there something that's that's going on that we don't know about? Has there been some tampering? I'm not saying anything, but that's a, definitely a possibility. Um, and, and I think these guys are great guys. I mean, I think uh, I don't I've never had anything negative to say about uh, about Rakeem or Jacquez. I mean, both right. great guys, model citizens. I mean, these are guys you want on your team. So, uh, you know, kind of a surprise there with with those two, especially. Yeah, and uh, those guys have had success, have been on the field. Do, do you think, you talking about transferring out, do you think that they had, do you think that they think that they have an opportunity to play at the quote unquote power five level? And that's why they're looking at this as a way out. Um, I, I think so. I, I think both of them would have had legitimate shots in the, in the NFL. I don't know if they, I don't know whether or not they get drafted, but those were guys that were always talked about as prospects. I mean, right. Jock has Turner up to 280 now at defensive end. I mean, that's kind of, you know, the size that you want with his ability to, to get off the edge. You know, I would have thought he would have um, at least had an opportunity. And, and Booth, he's been hampered with injuries, but when he's been healthy, I mean, he's 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 as good as they come. I mean, he's one of the best linebackers we've had in quite some time. So I fully expected them both of them to uh, to at least have a shot in the National Football League. Okay, so uh, p- potentially, hopefully, uh, maybe some Power Five opportunities before they uh, well were they seniors or, or, or juniors? What? They were they were seniors. Both of them were seniors. Okay, so okay, so one year of eligibility left if if they're going to play anywhere. Um and I think I think both of them are either on pace to graduate or have graduated. I mean they're all, they're both right there. Now at Adams is not graduated. Mosley has not graduated. Mosley would have been a I believe a sophomore. Um so I I, I don't know. I don't know what the the deal is with those two, but yes, uh Turner and Booth will both be seniors is well they have one year of eligibility left. Yeah, and you know what really doesn't make any sense to me with those two guys Turner and Booth you know, entering the, the transfer portal. If you play at USM right now and we, we play the season as planned, Southern Miss would get a lot more coverage this year than they would in past years uh, because there's not as many teams playing. And I know you guys right now are scheduled to play the first FBS football game of the year against South Alabama on September 3rd. Only game of that night. So, yeah, an excellent chance for exposure. And I haven't heard – I would imagine that's going to be on one of the networks. I haven't heard which one yet, but all eyes are going to be on us. So you would yeah. think and, – and, and, and guys at Southern Miss, I get the whole G5, P5, P5 thing, whatever. But, uh, you know, guys have still been on the map. Quez Watkins this past year had, had one of the fastest times at the Combine. Got drafted by the Eagles, already showing out in camp up there. I mean, you got guys like Nick Mullins, Ito Smith, Jalen Richard. It, it's not like you're not going to be seen here. So I, I don't fully understand uh, the, what's going on uh, with those guys. Certainly wish them the best, and, and hopefully we can we can fill the gaps where they where they left off. Yeah, and, and are there any any rumors of any problems internally between you know Jay Hobson and staff with the players or uh, anything like that going on? Perhaps I haven't heard anything. Uh, wouldn't surprise me. And I, and the reason I say that is. You know, towards the end of the season, I just kind of noticed a there was just a lack of energy on the sidelines in, in the in the final few games. It's just kind of like the wind would get out of the sails. There was no emotion, not like you would see earlier in the season. So I don't know if something's going on or not. I hope not. Certainly hope not. But um, you know, it's really hard to say. You, 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 with nobody being at practice, it's really hard to say. Yeah, you know that's true. Is Hobson doing a pro? Uh, 
up here at East Carolina, Mike Houston is doing a post-practice Zoom press conference pretty much after every practice with the media. Is Hobson doing something like that? He is. He is. He's in, And usually they'll have, you know, I'm sure it's the same up there. They'll have a couple of players or they'll have a coach or whatever um, in the mix as well. But you're still, you know. You're, you're, we haven't been that lucky, Jamie. We, we've had strictly Coach Houston, no, no coordinators, <laughs> uh, no, no assistant coaches, uh, no, no players. Well, hey, how is uh, how is my guy John Gilbert doing up there? He um, he's doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, John's a, John's a heck of a nice guy. Yeah, 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 absolutely. He's a heck of a nice guy. Oh, uh, speaking of uh, of athletic directors, your athletic director's been busy scheduling games. Uh, the Tulane Green Wave uh, come to uh, MM Robert Stadium, The Rock, this year. Uh, and, uh, you guys had also replaced, um, I'm trying to remember who the hell y'all replaced uh, Auburn, I believe was the Tulane game. And then, uh, you replaced an FCS opponent with Tennessee tech. Now you're going to have to replace Tennessee tech if you can. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's going to be a fluid situation. I, I really don't, you know, I, I don't even know that this, that the, even if we, that game is canceled, that the schedule is going to be as is, I mean, it just seems like everything's going to be fluid, uh, whether or not, you know, if you play a game, if you have to move it for television with the lack of teams out right now, uh, there's just so many factors in play. Uh, one of the interesting things about that Tulane game, you know, is old Conference USA mates. Um, you know, there was a bit of a rivalry between us and Tulane, but one of our old quarterbacks, Keon Howard, transferred to Tulane and is expected to be the starter. So wow. he's he's from right up the road in Laurel, which is about 30 minutes away from here, 30 to 45. So, you know, he'll be back here playing you know, from the team he used to play for right down the road from where he grew up. So that, that definitely is an interesting storyline there. Yeah, and uh, good to see you guys renewing that rivalry with Tulane. Um, what is the stadium uh, capacity going to be this year for the Golden Eagles? Have y'all heard yet? We haven't heard. Now, there was a, a press conference today with the governor, and it sounded like it's going to be a 25% capacity, just my understanding, although there's, there hasn't been anything official. And that would put us at around or just under 10,000. So, um, you know, I think that's doable. We haven't had the best attendance the past few years. Um, you know, if you can, if you can make the social distancing work outside is a great place to be, you know, hopefully that the fans will take on the personal responsibility of, you know, if they're feeling ill, not showing up, you know, where, where in your, and I've seen all this, all the games that I've seen around the, the all the stadiums, all the things that I've seen come out, it's been, 25% capacity and masks. So I would imagine that's going to be much of the same with us as well. Yeah, I've heard a lot of you have to wear a mask to your seat. Then once you're at your seat, you can take it off with social distancing being enforced. Or So it, it'll be interesting to see if you have to wear it all game or or how that will work. Um, yeah, up here in North Carolina, we're, feel, we're fearful we may see a season, at least initially, with no fans. Yeah. And it's, you know, it wouldn't shock me down here either. We, we've had, I know both of us are kind of in, in similar situations um, proportionately. Although I think we, we, we've kind of gotten a little better, but we were right. We were probably, percentage-wise, we were probably the worst in the country there for a week or two. Um, so it wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me if that was the case here either. Right. If your governor is saying 25% and he's addressing it, then you're doing better than we are. Yeah. Unfortunately. Uh, Okay. Uh, Bubba, did you have something? Yeah. Um, before we switch gears a little bit or, or talk more about the Golden Eagles just in general and not so much the the uh, opting out and transferring issues, um, just talk about what is Jay Hobson and this staff uh, building in the way of depth and, 
and how's it looking at those positions where you guys had those guys opt out? Yeah, I think the depth is good. I think depth is really not a problem. You know, it, it just hurts losing all of them at once. You know, on, on offense, when you have Mosley and Adams out, I heard early on that Mosley wasn't going to come back. I think we have a pretty solid running back stable. You, you could take it for what it's worth. But uh, one of the big stars of the scrimmage this past weekend was Frank Gore Jr., who I believe had uh, six rushes for 67 yards, you know, and, and I heard he really impressed some people. So that that's a guy we, we've kind of had a little bit of a hole at running back the past few years. So that's a guy hopefully that can step in and play. There's there's a lot of depth there. Wide receiver, we, we signed, I think, three or four Juco wide receivers. All of them are coming in and looking really sharp. At least that's the, my understanding. So I don't think those two are going to be a problem. Um, now on defense, it's tough to replace both Booth and Turner. But like I said earlier, I'm not sure Booth was even going to play. So there is some good depth at those positions. There's just not as much experience right now. Okay. So with the, with the injury to Booth and then, you know, I remember now Jalen getting injured last year, midway through the season. And uh, so, so maybe not as bad as it initially looked when I saw all three of those uh, players opting out today. Now, if there's an internal problem, it could be worse, you know. Um, hopefully, this is where the bleeding stops. Yeah. Uh, I had something else that has slipped my mind. Uh, <laughs> I had a follow-up. Bubba messed me up. Um, talk talk about, uh, if you will, Conference USA in general. Uh, Old Dominion decided to opt out on this season. Um, the, I, reading on message boards, I, I don't know if you know anything officially. Uh, if you were, if ODU was on your schedule and I do not believe you guys were playing ODU this year, uh, sounds like, um, that you will play a home and home with another conference USA school to make up old dominion. Is that right? That's my understanding, you know, uh, and that makes sense, but yeah, we don't, uh, we didn't have ODU on the schedule this year, so it's not something we really had to deal with. Thank goodness. Um, but yeah, I think, I believe that's what's supposed to happen, but conference USA as a whole, it is to me, it's a toss up. I mean, you have some teams that. You know, usually your UABs, Louisiana Techs out, out, out west, and uh, FAU should be strong. But, you know, I'm not – you know, they lost their quarterback. I'm not really a big um, – oh, my mind just slipped for a minute. I'm not a big fan of uh, their coach. Um, but losing your quarterback, I mean, that guy was a stud. I don't really know how – I don't know. So, I, I mean, I think it's up in the air. I think it's up for the taking. I think anybody could really – it wouldn't shock me if – you know, there's about – Six or seven teams, it wouldn't shock me if they ended up winning. No, I think now, James, you last because uh, you're obviously talking about Willie Taggart. Willie Taggart, yeah. The old now, my stepdad is a is a Western Kentucky grad, big WKU guy. So I mean, I'm a little versed in in him. But gosh, his past few stops have been absolute failures. Wish him the best, but uh, you know, coming in a situation like that where you've got some talent and then losing your star quarterback. I mean, I, I don't know how you could be as, as optimistic as they probably would have been heading into the season. Well, Willie well, did a nice job in South Florida, and then uh, he wasn't at Oregon long enough to really judge. Um, right. But uh, Florida fair. State obviously was a disaster. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, go ahead, Bubba. Well, you, you can go ahead, Kyle. Um, I, in a moment, when we have a question from one of our viewers, Johnny Gardner, it's on the hoops front, though, so we'll finish talking football first, and then we'll get to your question, Johnny. Okay. Um, speaking of Conference USA, uh, you mentioned the league being open, wide open. I think if you look in the West, uh, you guys, UAB, 
uh, I would say are one and two uh, for, for favorites to win it. La Tech lost a lot. Um, they did. Coordinators. Uh, but they'll be good. Uh, and then in the East, uh, FAU should be good again. FIU, I think, will be good. Western Kentucky. Uh, see if they can build on last year. Middle's always there. Marshall uh, has got to replace a lot. They lost a, they lost a lot on defense, and then their quarterback transferred out uh, or got kicked off the team, entered the transfer portal. And actually, uh, as of Friday, has exited the transfer portal but will not be admitted back on the team at Marshall. Um, oh, wow. So some question marks for the Thunder and Herd. Who is interest of East Carolina because we played them in game one. But uh, Conference USA – you know, be, being an East Carolina guy, we uh, we follow the league. You know, it, it, it especially with Southern Miss, it's, there's always a, a kinship there, and hopefully one day, uh, absolutely, we'll get the Golden Eagles back on the schedule for football. Absolutely, I know we got a lot of fans here that would that would uh, welcome that. Bob, you said Johnny had a question, basketball related. Yeah, um, that's what Johnny chimes in saying. Any word on how former Pirate? T. Hardy or Tay Hardy and uh, Priority Recruit on um, D. Pickney are, are progressing on the hardwood with them scheduled to come to Greenville this season. I think it, you know, I, I from, from my understanding is very well. I mean, those, those two guys, we, we, we pretty much are going to have a, a, it's one of those situations I think it's going to be a totally different team in, well, I guess it depends on when we start. If we start, <laughs> if we start in January, you know, I think by the time the conference tournament gets here, I think it's going to be a pretty dangerous team. Very talented team. Uh, Jay Ladner had a heck of a recruiting class. Both those guys are, I, you know, you can probably go ahead and pencil them in, if not pin them in as starters. I think they're they're expecting a lot out of Tay Hardy, especially. Um, but Pigney, yeah, uh, you know, he's kind of coming off a little bit of an injury, but he's he's had some surgery this summer, but he he, he seems to be doing well. And it seems to be back at it. So I would expect big things out of both those guys this year. Yeah, and East Carolina and Southern Miss are scheduled to play a non-conference basketball game this year in Greenville uh, if non-conference basketball happens. Right, true. And, I've, and I, I mean, this is just hearsay, but I've heard some rumors about possible, uh, you know, bubbles popping up here and there. Who's to say if that's going to happen or not? But um, if it does, I don't really know how you're going to make it happen if you don't do something like that. Um, unless something just significantly improves scientifically in regards to the virus. Uh, but we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I really hope it happens. We'd love to see you guys on the schedule. And, and uh, you know, hopefully, it's, hopefully this conversation is a moot point. Hopefully it just happens. Yeah, I think basketball, you know, I think it's a lot tougher animal than football because it's inside and there's so many more games. True, true. And I, I was I was lucky enough to get in um, as a virtual fan in uh, probably about five of the Pelicans games. Uh, and that was a lot of fun. So if, if we can't be, if fans can't be there, maybe they can, can put us in virtually. I, I don't know if we can afford a video board or not, but you know, maybe they can find a way to make it happen. Yeah. And then Kyle, our, else for Jamie? our co-host Dave Richmond, who um, was unfortunately unable Dave. to join us, uh, but, but Dave, says, um, we've already touched on the day. Maybe if you join, when can we get a series with you? Let's make it Hey, John, call me. Call me. We'll, I'll put you on a three-way with with Jeremy McClain. Let's make it happen. Any sport, anyone, anywhere, anytime. I, I'm, I, we're all about it. Let's do it. We had, some, we had some great games, not only in football, but basketball and baseball as well. I, baseball rivalry kind of get a little heated there at times. Yeah, that's what, I was actually going to bring that up. And, 
in a, a minute as far as the baseball series. It's a shame that the financial situations are what they are at most universities where um, obviously East Carolina and being where we are located, there's so many good college baseball teams in Virginia, North Carolina, and South Carolina. There's no reason for us to play a non-conference series like that, but it, it will be a heck of a non-conference series for sure um, with a traditional program like Southern Miss. Absolutely. I'd love it. It'd, it'd be a great time. I, you know, that's that's kind of the the sport we've hung our hat on the past few years. We had some ups and downs in football. We had some some high highs and some low lows in basketball. But baseball has been pretty consistent. I mean, I think we've won uh, at least a piece of the conference championship, whether it be tournament or regular season. Gosh, for quite some time now. So um, and I think they kind of expected more of the same. So, I, yeah, that would be great. We'd love to see you guys back on the schedule in any sport. And speaking yeah, like, of baseball, um, how, how is Corky Palmer doing, uh, Jamie? I heard uh, I heard he's having some health problems. Thank you for asking. He he's still, you know, he's been somewhat responsive, but is still still struggling. Apparently, he's still in ICU. So fingers crossed there for the for the listeners there. Corky is our old baseball coach. Uh, took us to the College World Series back in two thousand nine. Played played baseball at Southern Miss. He had a, uh, a neck surgery last week and ended up having a stroke during the procedure. So he is. Um, he is, is still in ICU. I haven't heard any update uh, as of this afternoon, but it, but it hasn't been going great for him. So hopefully he can pull through. Yeah, let's hope. Great idea, Johnny. Uh, we, we need to get you guys to Greenville for the Keith LeClaire Classic. So, yes, yeah, we, we host a tournament every year in baseball called the Keith LeClaire Classic, named after our former head coach that passed away of ALS. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. That would be a great way to renew the rivalry to get the Golden Eagles. Um, in in, uh, in Greenville for the uh, Keith Clare tournament. Yeah, that would be a great time. And, it, and it's, hard, it's hard to believe that that's been 11 years since you guys won that Super Regional down at uh, Florida. I remember watching that and being uh, outside of watching the Pirates play, I was pretty locked in on that one and really pulling for the Golden Eagles to uh, not only go to Omaha but win it all. I appreciate it. It was a great, a very special team. Great time. I mean, you got a guy like Brian Dozier on that team. I mean, it was, it was certainly special and it's been, yeah, it's been 11 years. It's hard to believe. We, we, we kind of had a, probably had a really good shot about two or three years ago and we were hosting a regional here at, at home and it's a tropical system came up and totally just derailed. I mean, I remember sitting there for that last game. I got there probably 11 in the morning. We didn't play till like three or four in the afternoon, and then we lost. We had to play again. It was just one of those things. It just was an absolute disaster. Uh, but but haven't haven't been able to crack that super regional since then. So yeah, you know, hopefully that's something we can get back to very soon. Jamie, on a personal note, did you have a follow up, Bob? Just we certainly know a lot about that. Not being able to bust through that super regional, we've been to five of them, and um, that 2009 season that we're discussing, and we ran into an absolute buzzsaw with the North Carolina Tar Heels. Um, yeah, Alex, Alex White, Adam Warren, and some of the some of the best pitchers the college game's seen in in a while. <laughs> yeah, we ran into them too. <laughs> they they ended our season as well. Jamie, I know you. Uh, on a personal note, uh, you you do some stand up comedy. Uh, how's that going during COVID nineteen? I'm guessing not doing too many shows. Not at all. I haven't even written any. I haven't written any new jokes or anything. It's been kind of. I had I had one final show like right before everything went south. So uh, yeah, we're we're kind of trying to put some stuff together. We we we've I've got one show on the books for next year. It's not until July. So hopefully, <laughs> we can get back at it sooner rather than later. Yeah. 
Well, Jamie, where, where can people keep up, keep up? Let me try that again. Where can people keep up with you on social media? And uh, where can they listen to to the, to the Top Talk? Uh, keep up with me at Jamie underscore Arrington, J-A-M-I-E. Uh, and that's Arrington with an A, like, like LeVar or JJ or Jill. Um, then to the top talk, we're on all the places where you can listen to podcasts. Um, and we're on, we're on Twitter as well to the, to, at to the top talk. So, uh, yeah, check us out. Hopefully, hopefully we'll have a situation where we can, we can mix and match again sometime soon and, uh, get you guys on our side. Sounds good to me. Absolutely. Appreciate it, Jamie. And we look forward to having you back on, uh, hopefully later on in the fall when we're playing some college football. Likewise, best of luck to the pirates and, uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks, Jim. Thank you. Well, Bubba, they, uh, the, the, the Golden Eagles open up the college football season September 3rd on probably one of the ESPN networks, I'm assuming, if not CBS Sports Network, against South Alabama. So uh, something to look forward to. That'll be the only game in town that night. And, uh... Yeah, definitely. Um, sorry, I dropped you for a moment there. Hopefully, I'm not talking over you at this point. But, but uh, definitely look forward to that matchup, um, just having college football in general. But as I can tell, uh, we've lost Kyle at this point, but we appreciate everyone tuning in for the impromptu show with Jamie Arrington of To The Top Talk as talked Southern Miss and um, Conference USA football. Um, remember to follow us on Twitter at the Sports OBJ on Instagram at the Sports Objective. Um, like and follow us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel until we talk to you tomorrow night when we'll be joined by WNCT's Brian Bailey. This is Bubba Rosenbaum for the Sports Objective Podcast. And as always, go Pirates.